turns the corner at the 21st down, breaks a tackle at the 25, breaks another at the 30, and he's loose! Gets the carry, and he's loose inside the 50-40 to the 30-20-10, touchdown! Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man Flip Mozzie, and thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. We led things off with two quick calls by friend of the podcast Paul Allen, an homage to the days of Adrian Peterson running free. But remember PA highlights that calls for more than just all day. We associate that call with AD because that's when PA invented it. That's the star who most consistently broke off big games. But now, a different era, Minnesota needs to generate big plays in different ways, with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen going deep like we've seen in 2019's training camp so far, with Dalvin Cook in space taking advantage of his agility, with Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. carving up the interior, our Swiss Army knives. And we hope with all that, Paul Allen's call comes with it. They're loose. A blend of the old and the new, just like the 2019 Vikings offense. This podcast builds upon the conversation Jason Brown, Eric Eager, and Nick Olson had last week about Gary Kubiak, Kevin Stefanski, and Kirk Cousins on the pocket protectors. How will the blended scheme work? Will Kirk let it rip? How often will we see our purple guys break loose? Imagine the possibilities. Gary Kubiak has a quarter century of offensive coaching experience. He worked with Mike Shanahan, the legendary Broncos head coach early on in his career, won three Super Bowls under him. Then he mentored Mike's son, Kyle, current head coach of the San Francisco 49ers and architect of Atlanta's explosive attack in 2016. And we're not done. Kubiak coached a Super Bowl champion of his own in 2015. That's quite the resume. We aren't going to look at the entire script here, though. We're focused on Kubiak's offenses over his last 10 years, 2007 to 2016. We're going to compare that to Minnesota's 2018 and project 2019. And we're particularly searching for the skill positions in Kubiak's past that our current Vikings can replace, replicate, a blend of the old and the new as our Vikings prepare to break loose in 2019. Coach Koob's his recent performance looks decidedly less rosy than his entire body of work. In 22 years of coaching, Gary's offenses were bottom half unit just six times, but five of those were in the last 11 years, so the concerns that his scheme is outdated, they're fair. Kubiak's West Coast style, with zone blocking, misdirection, and play action, that brand goes back to the late 60s. So we're hoping Kevin Stefanski provides a youthful direction and helps maximize that scheme for our Vikings. Because for some players, Kubiak's offense optimized is magical. Take Joe Flacco, for example. The Ravens selected Flacco with the 18th pick of the 2009 draft, 
due to his large frame and powerful arm. 11 years later, Flacco's career has been up and down, but the highs include a Super Bowl championship and a stellar 2014 when Gary Kubiak coached the offense. That year, Baltimore built the 8th best scoring offense in the league around Joe Flacco, Justin Forsett at running back, Steve Smith, Torrey Smith, and Owen Daniels as the pass catchers. 8th in DVOA, not a special group, even though some of these names will pop up again. If you're inclined to say that set of players is more than what the Vikings have on offense for 2019, just stop listening now. The Ravens finished 10-6 in 2014, upset the Steelers in the playoffs, and lost to the eventual champion Patriots by 4 points. Flacco himself had a year. Every statistical category, completion percentage, yardage, yards per attempt, QB rating, QBR, all above his career averages. For these conversations about passers, the easiest way to zero in in this age of advanced stats, we look at yards per attempt and net yards per attempt. In 2014, Joe Flacco beat his career yards per attempt by half a yard, 7% increase, and his net yards per attempt by 11%. His passer rating jumped 7 points into the 90s. He put up the highest QBR of his career. An average quarterback turned good across the board by Gary Kubiak. This offensive and quarterback turnaround was so good that Gary got hired to be a head coach in Denver the next year, where he won the Super Bowl. So imagine, what does Kirk's 2019 look like if he can make a similar leap from last year? Can Kirk Cousins improve his yards per attempt by half a yard? It'd be an increase to 7.6 yards per attempt, which is just his career average. That would make him a top 15 passer, same deal with net yards per attempt, where an 11% jump is just average for Kirk based on his career. So here's the key. We aren't asking Kirk Cousins to reach never-before-seen heights. We're asking the quarterback to get back up to his standard operating procedure. And in Kubiak, the Vikings have one of the best offensive coaches to help him do it. It's not just Flacco. It's Matt Schaub, Trevor Simeon, even an old Peyton Manning. Coach Cubes gets the best versions. And the best version of Kirk Cousins is pretty amazing. Guess which quarterback finished 5th in yards per attempt and 6th in net yards per attempt last year. It's Nick Mullins for the San Francisco 49ers. Coach by Kyle, son of Mike, mentee of Gary. Imagine what happens when we blend the old and the new. Imagine what happens when Kirk breaks loose and lets it rip. Most Vikings optimists point to the Ravens when talking about Gary Kubiak. It's a clear, simple way to exemplify his impact average team and one-year snapshot so we can see what happened with and without Gary. It's not surprising that both Flacco and the Ravens offense fell right back off the horse without Gary in 2015. Baltimore's offense went from 25th up to 8th then back down to 25th. But that's dangerous because it's just one year. To give Kubiak all the credit, ignore some pretty obvious traits for Baltimore in 2014. 
First of all, the Ravens played great defense and special teams. More importantly, they featured an elite offensive line. Eugene Monroe, Marshall Yonda, Ricky Wagner, and Kaleche Assimilate in his prime. They allowed just 19 Flacco sacks in 2014. Now, every Viking fan knows, even with the new offensive line ads and Josh Klein and Garrett Bradbury, that ain't happening, y'all. Flacco and Cousins are both relatively mobile quarterbacks, but Minnesota doesn't have the offensive line Baltimore had in 2014, not even close. So if you think we're just going to replicate that season from that team in the past, not that simple. What it takes is a look into other Kubiak offenses to eliminate some of the noise. That's why we're going to dig deep into the Houston Texans. Coach Q spent eight seasons there, and after adjusting for talent, they're the most impressive set of seasons from an offensive coach you'll ever see. Gotta start with a disclaimer, things started and ended badly in 2006 and 2013. But the middle years? My goodness. Let's just go with 2009 first. Look at the receiver position. Vikings fans started biting their nails about wide receiver 3 before the 2019 draft was even over. Who's going to play in 11 personnel packages? Where did Jarius Wright go? What happens if Thielen or Diggs gets hurt? Can the Vikings bring Aldrich Robinson back? Man, Gary Kubiak don't care about any of that. Just look at 2009. The Texans didn't have three receivers or even two. They had one, Andre Johnson. They threw to Andre Johnson all the time, 11 times per game, Everyone knew they were throwing to Andre Johnson. Dre still posted the highest yards per reception of his 14-year career. 15.5 yards per catch is at least a yard and a half higher than any season Diggs or Thielen have ever posted. I know it's crazy to compare either to Andre Johnson. The point is there's two of them. Let Kubiak break one loose. You see those deep shots happening in camp. You know how well both are at contested catchers. Let them establish an alpha, then look at the beta comparison. Who was the Texans' second receiver in 2009? Kevin Walter. He had 53 catches for 611 yards and two touchdowns. Who was the third receiver? David Anderson. 370 yards and no touchdowns. Gimme Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen over Andre Johnson and Kevin Walter. Give that to me every day of every week. Remember, the 2009 Houston Texans boasted the 10th best scoring offense that year. They were 3rd in net yards per attempt and 6th in DVOA with Andre Johnson, Kevin Walter, and David Anderson. Gary Kubiak is smacking his lips with our purple receivers. Even with the hole at receiver three, they're one of the best groups he's ever had. Why does third receiver matter so little in a Kubiak offense? We've heard a bunch about personnel packages and H-back tight ends, play action. Let me break it down for you. Here's the simple stat. In his last decade, Kubiak's third receivers catch 26 balls on average per year. That's less than Laquan Treadwell's 2018. 
were worried about Chad Beebe? Seriously. Let's read off some of Kubiak's past third receivers. We're talking about guys like Jordan Norwood and Kamar Aiken. Gary doesn't want your big name free agent signing at third receiver. That'd be a waste of money. He's not going to throw the ball to them anyways. In recent past, Kubiak's receivers get 57% of the target share. That's 10% less than the Vikings threw to them in 2018. He throws to tight ends 22% of the time, 6 more percent than Minnesota last year. You could have penciled in Ur Smith's name the moment Cubes got hired to advise the Purple offense. One tight end constantly featured for Gary Kubiak, Owen Daniels. Daniels played in all three spots, Denver, Baltimore, and Houston. In 2011, Andre Johnson got hurt. Dre played just seven games that year, left a huge hole in Houston's offense. During Johnson's absence, they featured Walter and Jacoby Jones as their main receivers. The 37-year-old Derek Mason couldn't add much. So where did Gary Kubiak turn? He turned to tight end to Daniels. The Texans targeted receivers on less than half, 44% of passes that year and they threw to tight ends 28% of the time. Owen received 85 targets, caught 54 balls for 680 yards. That compares pretty well to Kyle Rudolph's 2018, where Rudy posted 82, 64, and 630. And the best part? That wasn't even Owen's most productive season. The offense increased use of the second tight end even more, Joel Dreesen got 28 catches for 350 yards and 6 touchdowns. That's 125 targets and 9 touchdowns between those two tight ends. So we just said Rudy and Owen had similar numbers. So imagine, it's not Irv Smith stealing touches from Rudolph, but from the third receiver. Don't think about Rudy slowing down. Imagine Rudy keeping pace and... 40 more tight end targets left in the offense. David Morgan and Tyler Conklin got 13 targets combined for our purple in 2018. Ask yourself, can Kubiak clone Kyle Rudolph into Owen Daniels? Can he get more out of Ur Smith Jr. than he got out of Joel Dreesen? You know what the answers to those questions are. The 2011 Texans didn't have Andre Johnson. They had to put Arian Foster on a snap count. Half of the time, they had Matt Schaub throwing to Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones, while Ben Tate and Derek Ward carried the rock behind him. Sounds like a terrible offense, but it wasn't. Top 10 in rushing yards per attempt, passing net yards per attempt, and point scored. Imagine Dalvin Cook running healthy. We're seeing it in camp. Eric Thompson says he looks good. Kubiak seeks out a top half rushing attack on his offenses. He's gotten it recently with Foster, Forsett, Tate, not to mention Clinton Portis and Terrell Davis. The Vikings finished 2018-21st with 4.2 yards per rushing attempt. Pathetic. And it's number one offensive fix needed for 2019. The new coach with his chief offensive line guru, Rick Dennison, they're the men to do it. While I admit I'm nervous to put a heavy workload on Dalvin Cook, 
Houston's 2010 is very compelling. That year, head coach Kubiak and offensive coordinator Dennison used the crap out of Arian Foster, the highest amount of touches, yards, and yards per attempt of Arian's career. 330 carries for 1,620 yards, 4.9 yards per attempt. 84 pass targets, 66 catches, 605 receiving yards. 18 total touchdowns. Oh boy! Gaudy numbers, but we hone in on the rate stat. That 4.9 yards per attempt is much higher than the 4.2 Minnesota average in 2018. Dalvin needs to stay fresh and increase his 4.6 to that 4.9. Alex Madison needs to step in and best Latavius Murray's 4.1 yards per attempt last year. If the Vikings can just edge their yards per attempt to 4.5, it'll be the most efficient attack they've had in four years. And notice the impact on the receiving game too. Foster wasn't just a horse, he featured as a dual threat, finishing second in targets during Houston's 2010. Did that running back reliance kill Houston's offense? Were they inefficient? You know where I'm going with this. Of course it didn't. The Texans were ninth in points, second in DVOA. The efficiency went up when the running back volume did, and that's hard to do. But that's Kubiak magic in 2010. Nine years later, it's rare to see a back with such a heavy workload. But the stable is built for it. Not just Cook, but Madison, and Abdullah or Boone. They can handle 410 touches in this scheme. That's 50 more running back touches than the purple backfield last year. Imagine a diverse backfield in a zone-blocking scheme. The strengths of the style that play to the size and agility of the offensive linemen, the vision and the speed of the running backs, all who can catch out of the backfield. Imagine a future of clones. Imagine Rudolph as Daniels. Smith Jr. as Dreesen, Stephon Diggs as Kevin Walter, Kirk Cousins as Joe Flacco. Doesn't that sound sexy? Of course it doesn't. That's the point. Here we have four examples of Kubiak producing good offense. Sometimes he just had a quarterback. Sometimes it was a single receiver or running back or tight end. So imagine what Kubiak does when he's got all four. All of his clones upgraded for 2019. Imagine the Vikings offense breaking loose. We get to see it in just a few weeks. Until then, the Climbing the Pocket Network is in full swing, and I hope y'all are enjoying the content. We're always open to feedback and the interaction on the Daily Norseman Twitter too. I'll see y'all there till the next podcast. Remember, Purple fans, say it loose. Skull Vikes.